Let's do this. The Cult of Hockey podcast by the faithful and for the faithful. David Staples of the Edmonton Journal. And I'm here today with Bruce. Hey, David. How are you doing? Good. So you're at the game tonight. The Edmonton's uh, first preseason game. They beat the Jets 2-0 and mm-hmm. you were in attendance. It didn't look like it was too full. Was it full? Yeah. No, it wasn't full. Um, there were... There... I couldn't really tell upstairs in the in the in the uh, upper bowl. Looked like there were some wide open spaces, um, but I didn't really have a good view up there. But uh, you would never get a full barn for first exhibition game of the season. It's uh, you know not the uh, not the big draw. There was lots of people out front trying to sell off their tickets and stuff. Okay, so Bruce, let's do our uh, two good things, two bad things, and we have numbers, so we'll do two numbers podcast tonight. What's your good thing? Well, I'm going to go with the uh, new defense pair, the Swedish defense pair of uh, Klefbom and Persson, both the Klefbom and Larsson, uh, and uh, especially uh, Joel Persson, I think, uh, uh, passed his first test. Uh, playing on this side of the pond. I thought he had a couple of sort of tentative moments very early in the game, and then as the game went along, he got more and more comfortable out there. It probably helped him a lot that he was playing with the best defenseman on the ice on either team. And uh, But as I wrote in the game day post, if he's smart, he'll use that partner, and he did. And they, you know, they, they moved the puck efficiently, and they largely moved it north, and uh, they... Uh, 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 generated some offense from the back end, and they really didn't give up much of anything. I mean, they both wound up the game with two assists and plus two and a two-nothing win. I mean, from a defenseman's point of view, that's pretty close to perfect. Bruce, I really liked his game, actually. Mm-hmm. He straight, you know, there's a few rough moments, especially early on. He got pushed up the puck right on mm-hmm. his first shift. Um, but he, And he's not a speedy player, but he... What struck me, and this is just a first impression, and it was against an AHL-caliber Jets team, but he 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 looked smart. He looked really smart on the ice. And a, and a few times, he and Clefbaum were under uh, some pressure, forechecking pressure early in the game uh, when the Jets still had some life, and they made about two or three smart passes back and forth, and they worked the puck out. Yeah. Harrison put the puck on net for the Oilers' first goal by Neal. He also made a – he also walked in one of probably the – sweetest play of the night sweetest sweetest play Uh of the night he uh, walked the line and penetrated it in and got a really nice shot on net well the second sweetest after rnh's goal that was sick Mm -hmm. but he he, person walked the line Mm -hmm. um you know bruce it was um my good thing is just the oilers breaking out of the puck um Mm -hmm. and he was a big part of that bouchard caleb jones and matt benning even matt benning even bruce was what they were doing was something Jim Playfair, the, the assistant coach, had talked about in the um, summer. They're going to focus on moving the puck up the middle of the ice, something which is a big part of the NHL game now, something that every mm-hmm. minor hockey league coach forever has always told their players, don't do don't that. Don't ever don't do the, that. Don't ever put that. But that's that's how you get the puck out now. And they did it repeatedly. It was so sweet. I couldn't believe my eyes. There was one play early in the game when Matt Benning had all kinds of time. He slammed it off the boards in the ice, the puck. And I just thought, Matt Benning... That's why I'm part of me would have wouldn't have been sad at all to see you traded off this team this this past summer because mm-hmm. of that play. I'm so tired of that play, Bruce. But it was the last thing I for the rest of the game. Matt Benning caught fire and mm-hmm. he was putting the puck up the middle, making uh, nice passes all game long. 
And that's the Matt Benning that we all really got to like in the 2017 playoffs, this smart and able player. And we haven't seen him since then. And it was kind of interesting to see so many young players, uh, Bouchard, um, Pearson, Caleb Jones, and Matt Benning all passing the puck so well. And, uh, you know, let's see, let's, uh, let's, let's hope we can also see this now out of Darnell Nurse, Chris Russell, and Adam Larson. Right. That's, you know, and, and against, of course, will we see that? Will we see this against NHL teams, like a real NHL team? Uh, that's a, that's a real open question, but it was a, it was a, a great um, breakout of this new breakout system. It was great to see and uh, kind of a relief, but again, don't, I don't want to make too much of it because it's yeah. against a crappy Jets team. What was your bad thing, Bruce? Uh, my bad thing was, well, really the first part of the first period was very, very scrambly. And the Jets uh, are the Winnipeg, uh, as I call them, does Winnipeg have an airport uh, team that was playing tonight? They had some energy early, and the Oilers seemed to be a little bit discombobulated and, and uh, a little trouble moving the puck. And especially the line, the new, brand new line of Gaten Haas with uh, Joachim, Joachim, Nigard, Nigard, I think Nigard, and uh, Steve Chason. And Alex or, Steve? or Alex, 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 Alex Chason. You had uh, me confused there, yeah. Bruce. I remember, too I'm, many old, I'm old, Steve Chason. I mean, we're talking about the 80s Los Angeles Kings. <laughs> Alex Chason, first game of the season. And Alex, um, uh, there are kind of different kinds of players. Alex is kind of big and gangly and not exactly a speedster. And the other guys are a little quicker. Uh, but they had a couple of horrible shifts in a row where they just couldn't get out. They couldn't even get over the ringette line, David. It was just, that was a real struggle. And Chason had a brutal turnover that kept the puck in. Then finally it came up the middle and, and Haas and Nigard got in each other's way and did the old Alphonse Gaston routine, and neither one of them moved the puck out and it stayed in their end some more. And then they had another shift, kind of like it, very next shift, where they just were pinned in their own end for 40 or 50 seconds. And I know Dave Tippett commented on that after the game, and I thought the same. Both both times, the uh, uh, very good line of uh, Colby Cave with uh, Tyler Benson and Patrick Russell very next ship immediately turned the play back north again. And uh, I thought those guys were good. And Haas and, and Negard, you know, I felt their pain. You know what the, it reminded me of? I, I, I was constantly reminding myself, first game in North America, first game on small ice, first game they've ever played. And it reminded me of that time in Europe, you know, where you're in England, where you're a driver, you're a competent driver, all of a sudden you're in a car and you're on the wrong side of the bloody road. <laughs> and of course you're tentative. I mean, you better be tentative, and and I, I kind of felt that that's where they they were at a little bit, and they they came on a bit later. Negard had a he had a, a real nice rush and backhand tricky backhand shot that tested uh, Eric Comrie, uh, but let's face it, they you know they in a night where the competition wasn't good, those guys were uh, uh, not much of a force uh, for the Oilers, so it's not much sort of like horribly bad. Uh, I mean, the hockey was bad for chunks of the game. It was pretty sloppy. But, uh, you know, it's a it's a small bad. When you win it with a shutout, like, criticisms are going to be muted. And, and I hope this one comes across that way. Well, I don't know if I continue my continue this podcast, Bruce. You've set off my PTSD talking about driving in England. 
Oh. <laughs> it's the most horrifying day of my life. And Scary, I'm sure for a number it? of English drivers, yeah. <laughs> Driving an unfamiliar standard. I didn't have mm. a map or, mm. or GS, whatever you call it, uh, global positioning right. system. And the gear shift's get... on the wrong side. And you're the, driving on the and, wrong side of the and road. The, and the pedals are on the right side. So you can't even kind of reverse everything and do everything backwards because the floor pedals are still the right way around. Anyway, yeah. But this way, that's, I, was, I, I was trying to go to towards London and I ended up going towards Manchester. And that's maybe what Gaytown Haas was doing out there. Actually, mm -hmm. Haas, <laughs> Haas on that shift, I, I was kind of impressed with him, Bruce, on that shift, mm -hmm. like when they got hemmed in because he was really covering his man on the slot. He was sticking with that man, moving with him, uh, moving away from him when he should, moving with him. So I, I didn't mind Gaytan Haas in that situation. Right. I um, I think some of the defensemen were, were kind of weak in those situations. So I bet it was a group group effort. And and it's true that, that you know, Haas looked okay, but where's is there going to be any offense there? And, yeah, anyway, let's not make too much of it. The bad thing for me was the Jets. Huh. Oh man, they had like of their top eighteen scores, Bruce. They had uh, two of them. Is it even allowed? Can you have such a crappy yeah. team? Well, apparently so. Apparently and, so. Little, and, little, and uh, and uh, Roslovic, eh? Yeah, little and Roslovic, and yeah. you know what? Nine of the guys aren't even with them right now. Yeah. They've either left free agency, been traded away, or they're mm -hmm. holding out. So the Jets are in a whole lot of hurting. They are. Which is which is good. I'm I, like I don't dislike the Jets, but they are in our conference. So, you know, if that's one one team that can get off to a five and twenty start, that would be uh that would be good. Somebody has to <laughs> fall off the uh, down the elevator shaft, right? I mean, they're obviously they're missing uh, Line and Connor, and once that situation gets settled out, it, they should be better off. But uh, they, they, I think they got weaker over the course of the summer with other. I mean, losing Truba. For Neil Pionk, who didn't exactly grab my attention and hold it for the entire game, let's put it that way. He's uh, no Truba. Like Truba, yeah, he's, he yeah, got Truba but, got your attention sometimes in kind of awfully horrible Oilers flattening ways. Right. Um, he was a, a tough and a smart hockey player, Jacob Truba. So I'm glad that he's not with the Jets anymore. Bruce, what's your number for this game? Oh well, I'm going to go with eleven. Uh, which is the combined total of shots on net by our uh, featured defense pair of Joel Pearson, who had six shots to lead uh, the team and presumably the game. I didn't look that close at Winnipeg uh, in his first NHL appearance. Uh, and his partner, Oscar Klepfam, five shots on net. And between the two of them, they were constantly funneling the puck in towards the net. And you know what? It worked. It paid off for both goals that uh, they were both point shots that, you know, didn't necessarily, I mean, one didn't even get through to the goalie. Parison hit Neil with the shot. Neil was able to corral the rebound and somehow managed to jam his shot through a couple of bodies and over the goal line. And the other one, uh, uh, Parison shot it in first and then uh, Kleffbaum got a shot and uh, Nuge got a hold of the rebound and did his magic trick right in front where he roofed it. And talk about a goal that came out of nowhere. I mean, that second period, it didn't seem like anybody was ever going to score ever again. And, and that was, in fact, I mean, there was only two goals in the game. But uh, uh, that one just was a total surprise. I was sure we were going to the intermission at one nothing. Uh, boom, goal. Hey, great. And that basically decided things. The, the Jets didn't have much pushback left in the in the final frame. My number, Bruce, is 16.02. It's the amount of time Caleb Jones played. It's the least of any defenseman. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's not encouraging for Jones. He's trying to make the team. I didn't think he played poorly. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he, he got caught flat footed on two rushes, but otherwise he was moving the puck well and defending well. Uh, but he, they didn't trust him on the PK. Um, now he played the PK last year in uh, Bakersfield, but the coach seemed to like to get, uh, Logason, uh, William Logason out there and Logason was fine. You know, it's kind of what you're watching this game for is which of the, which of the people trying to make the team did the most right to make the team. And so, you know, from the coach's time on ice, that's not a good signal for, for, uh, Caleb Jones. And I thought, you know, in terms of who did the most to make the team, it's obviously Joel Parson uh, looked, right. looked, looked pretty solid. And, uh, you know, I, the one newcomer I didn't think was too highly of was uh, Josh Archibald. He did nothing all game long. I, I, maybe he's got a roster spot, but uh, he had a super, super quiet game. He buzzed around a little bit. He can skate a little bit. I thought the team looked a little bit faster, you know, as a, as a group, it seemed like a, a faster team. Again, it's hard to judge. When you, first of all, when you haven't seen a game for six months, and secondly, when uh, uh, the other guys are uh, the opponent that we saw out there tonight. But just, I mean, speed—you can't really hide speed. And the Oilers had a few guys that could that could move their feet pretty good, and uh, I think that was uh, part of their. Uh, you know, who skates better than I thought is Lagesson. Uh, yeah, he 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 showed well tonight. He kept it simple, and he had a good game. Wearing Oscar Clefbaum's old number 84, you know, and uh, he just, there's a couple of times I thought, there's Clefbaum turning the corner, looking up to make the headman pass, because he's about the same size and and uh, and build and everything, but uh, no, William Lagesson, and uh, he had some good moments, a couple of shaky ones, and uh, he's a young player, they, you know, they all have shaky moments, but uh, I don't think he heard his cause. And, you know, it's hard uh, to know, Bruce, if they're faster right. this year. Like again, and so it's against Winnipeg, this, you know, this AHL Winnipeg team. But um, what struck me was with, with, with the better passing, right? With the better mm-hmm. breakout, with the with the sending right. people up the middle of the ice, you look faster when you're controlling the puck, when you're passing the puck well. You're playing like mm-hmm. I, who was it, McClellan or Hitchcock? Always talked about playing faster. Yeah, but you can't play fast when you're constantly losing the puck and putting right. up the boards. You know, they didn't have Brodziak yeah. and Lucic. They're two slowest players. Probably, mm-hmm. maybe Lucic isn't slow in a straight line, but he's one of the least agile players in the NHL, and Brodziak may have been the slowest player in the NHL last year. Um, so, so yeah, they're, they're, it's a different look, but I think the fastness just came in terms of the sharpness of, of the puck moving, which was, again, hugely encouraging for me in that game. Mm-hmm. And the other guys who didn't hurt their cause, I think, were uh, Colby Cave. Uh, good. And, and yeah, and Tippett had nice things to say about Cave. He said he really didn't know what to expect from the player, but uh, he's uh, uh, he had a good game yesterday, and and uh, he had a pretty good game tonight. Same line mates, uh, Patrick Russell and Tyler Benson, and both uh, Joey Moss Cup, and then uh, and then tonight. And you know, Patrick Russell, I love this guy. Like I, I, I I'm always appreciating when I see him in Bakersfield or in his little call-ups and stuff. He just he almost makes no mistakes. Uh, you know, he just plays solid, intelligent hockey, hustles his ass off. Like, here he is in the last minute of a, of a preseason game, busting his butt up the ice to win a race to an icing call and, and, and basically killing the last 20 seconds of the game to secure the, the, the shutout by just willing himself past the defenseman to, and, and winning that race. And, you know, and he had, you know, by 
by uh, uh, stats, six shot attempts, three hits, a takeaway, and he was on uh, uh, the penalty kill at least a little bit. And uh, he's just he he's the kind of guy you want to if you're going to have to make a, a call up a couple guys at once because you got a little bit of an injury bug. You want to have guys you can count on. I think he's that guy. He um. Yeah, he's an interesting player. Too bad he didn't. He would have helped his cause if he had drained that two-on-one. I think the yeah, puck, the, the, the ice might have been a little bad. Pass, the pass well, I'm not sure was, if it was the pass okay. or the ice. Yeah, looks, the, puck, looked, the puck wasn't flat. Looks, it sure. looked true when it left Benson's stick, and then it started to wobble as it mm-hmm. went along. So maybe that was Benson, but it, it, he did get a wobbly puck to, to try to tee up. Too bad that he didn't score. I thought Benson looked good, too. One of, uh, he, he, plays a, he plays an interesting game. It's a quiet game, but good board work, good passing, so... Yeah, that was a that was a, a strong line, um, mm-hmm. the yeah. second best line uh, of the night mm-hmm. for the Oilers. Yeah, the best line. You want another number? How about James Neal? When he was on the ice, the Oilers outshot the Jets twelve to zero. Don't see that every day. Pushing the river, as they say, Bruce. Yeah, Pushing yeah, that's that's a low tide. He's the new Taylor. Pushing Hall. the river, yeah. Well, okay. The whole, that whole line dominated in terms of possession, and they got the two goals. So. Yeah. And as they should, they were the best. By far the most experienced, best line on the ice. So, Artie, let's leave it there. We're going to be talking a lot. We're going to be seeing a lot of each yeah. other this week, Bruce, by yeah, Skype. Another game, uh, another game tomorrow. Yeah. So, right. uh, thanks for talking tonight. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And in the meantime and in between times, this has been another edition of the Cult of Hockey podcast.